الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ووصينا الإنسان بوالديه إحسانا حملته أمه كرها ووضعته كرها سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون سلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created for us different relationships. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created for us different relationships. And it is in understanding the responsibility of those relationships that a person is able to maximize their deen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created for us different relationships. And it is in understanding the responsibilities of those relationships by which we will be then able to benefit or maximize our benefit in this deen. And in fact, this is the key to this deen. That based off of a particular circumstance an individual is in, that that person maximize that circumstance. They do what is correct in that circumstance. And if they handle that circumstance correctly, then that person will succeed and benefit tremendously in this deen. You can take, for instance, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends to a community of scholar, a righteous scholar who has benefited from his or her teachers, then it is a responsibility upon the individual when that community is sent that they learn from that individual. If they spend time in their company and they benefit from them, that they take classes from them, that they learn about the sunnahs of the Prophet ﷺ from them, that they learn how to pray their salah from them. And if that person maximizes that opportunity with that particular scholar, then they'll find tremendous benefit in deen. But if a person tries to bypass that scholar, circumvent that scholar, and tries to travel across the country in order to try to benefit from this deen when Allah Ta'ala has sent someone in their lap, then they've misunderstood the responsibilities that they've had with that relationships. And in particular, they've misunderstood what, where their benefit in deen lies. It's in maximizing the opportunities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala presents a person with, rather than trying to circumvent it. Allah ta'ala has created certain conduits to benefit. And if we try to bypass that, if we try to create our own with good intention, but if we try to do it on our own, thinking that we understand where our benefit lies, then we're doomed. Then we're bound to fail. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, given this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given each of us parents. And we know from Quran and Hadith that parents are held in very high regard. Very high regard. We don't even understand the role that parents play in our lives. Because it's difficult. It's that high of a role. 
There's no one that comes close to that status. Prophet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَوَصَّيْنَا الْإِنسَانَ بِوَالِدَيْهِ إِحْسَانًا حَمَلَتْهُ أُمُّهُ كُرْهًا وَوَضَعَتْهُ كُرْهًا And treat your parents with ihsan. Treat them kindly, treat them with compassion. حَمَلَتْهُ أُمُّهُ كُرْهًا وَوَضَعَتْهُ كُرْهًا Your mother carried you with difficulty when she was pregnant and even at the time of labor. Multiple places in the Qur'an where Allah Ta'ala mentions the importance of treating our parents with kindness, love and respect. In Surah Al-Isra, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says with regards to our parents, especially when they grow old, They might say things to you that you don't like, but don't even say, don't utter a word back to them. Not even, a, forget a word, not even a phrase, not even a sound of uff, which is used in the Qur'an. Don't even state that. Rather, Say to them good speech. Even if they give you a, a little bit of a hard time. Even if they say something to you that you don't appreciate. Maybe if it's something that you don't like, that you wouldn't want to hear. That no one else would say. That your parents said it and it hurt you. Regardless, don't respond back with even a word of disrespect. وَلَا تَقُلْ لَهُمَا أُفْ And قُلْ لَهُمَا قَوْلًا كَرِيمًا Say to them, or, give, or, or speak to them kind speech. A man came to the Prophet ﷺ and he asked the Prophet ﷺ, Who is the most worthy of my companionship? Who is the most worthy of my companionship and my time? Yani, who should I value the most in my life? Who should I value the most in my life? Out of everyone that, that I interact with, who comes at the top? And the Prophet ﷺ said to this companion, Your mother. This companion asked, okay, after my mother, then whom? Whom next? Who next? Who comes next? The Prophet ﷺ said, again, your mother. And then the companion asked, okay, your mother, but who next? Who, who after? The Prophet ﷺ said, again, your mother. Three times he said, your mother. Out of all the people on the planet that a person should spend time with and should value and try to make happy and please, the mother is stated three times before anyone else. Not once, not twice. It would have been sufficient if the Prophet just said it once because we'd know the order at that point. But he said it not once, he said it not twice, he said it three times to emphasize to us the maqam, the role that our, that our mother plays in our lives. And then he said, okay, after my mother, then whom? Then the Prophet said, your father. The Prophet then said, your father. In another hadith, the Prophet said, Al-Kaba'ir. He's talking to us about the Kaba'ir, the major sins. The major sins. Number one, Al-Ishraku Billah. To associate partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To associate partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We know that to be a major sin because that's the one sin that won't be forgiven on the Day of Judgment. Number two, Al-Walidain. And الوالدين, and to dishonor and to disrespect your parents. Number three, to kill another person. Look at the lineup. The Prophet ﷺ in the same hadith, in that same collection of phrases, when he's talking about the kaba'ir, the major sins, associating partners with Allah, killing another person, and disobeying your parents. 
disobeying one's parents comes under that same category. Under the same category. One time Asma' radiallahu anha, who we spoke about after the Asr prayer, Asma' radiallahu ta'ala anha, the daughter of Abu Bakr al-Siddiq radiallahu anhu, after the treaty of Hudaybiyah, her mother, who wasn't Muslim, she was a pagan at the time, she had come from Makkah Mukarramah. So Asma' radiallahu anha came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and told the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that my mother is here, what should I do? And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to Asma' radiallahu anha, be good to your mother. Be good to your mother. She wasn't Muslim. She wasn't Muslim. Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, be good to your mother. Now for those of us that are striving in deen, and the evidence of that, alhamdulillah, is that we're all here in the masjid on the 29th night of Ramadan at 2 o'clock in the morning, where there's 500 other places that we can be. And yet we're here. We're here desiring Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we are desiring a life that resembles that of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We're here. And so, for those of us that are striving in deen, we understand this, we've heard this, we know the role that our parents play in our lives. This isn't new, this isn't the first time we've heard this. So our issue isn't directly that. Our issue is that, rather than seeing our parents as a conduit of benefit in our deen, we unfortunately see our parents as a hindrance to our deen. Rather than seeing our parents as the way for us to attain Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we see our parents as roadblocks or as hindrance, as a hindrance to our deen. And we've completely misunderstood this principle. We've completely misunderstood this principle. When in reality, a person through obeying their parents, through serving their parents, through honoring their parents, to treating their parents kindly, can earn Allah, can attain Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala faster than any other method. Faster than any other method. Because when a person pleases their parents, their Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala becomes pleased. And when a person displeases their parents, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala becomes displeased with that person. <coughs> by obeying our parents, by serving our parents, we draw barakah into our life. We draw barakah into our life. And when barakah enters into our life, then we earn the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything becomes easy for us. Everything becomes easy for us. But rather, because of a little bit of resistance we might meet from our parents, why are you going to the masjid? Why do you want to go to this event? How come you're using a miswak? Why are you trying to grow your beard? Why is it that you're becoming so... Just a little bit of resistance from our parents. Just a few words out of their concern for us. It isn't that they don't care about us or they don't love us. In reality, it's out of their love for us that they're even mentioning these sorts of things. But we take it as a hindrance. We think that this is something that's going to prevent us from gaining Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When in reality, it's through obeying our parents that we will get Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's through honoring our parents that we will become like the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. For instance, a mother might dislike that her son or daughter use the miswak. A parent might dislike that her son or daughter use the miswak. A mother might dislike it. So the child becomes very frustrated and thinks, what is my mother thinking? This is the miswak. This is the sunnah of the Prophet what is she? Who does she think she is trying to stop me from doing this? But we don't realize that the, using the miswak is a sunnah. And following the command of our parents or the instruction of our parents is a wajib. A wajib trumps a sunnah in everything. 
a wajib trumps a sunnah. So rather than trying to make the most out of the circumstance, perhaps your mother has some, something that she doesn't like about it, rather than maybe then keeping a miswak in the bathroom and using it you know, on your own, you, waking will do, use the miswak, put it away. Rather than doing that, we try to rebel. So then we'll take the miswak wherever we are around the house and whenever we see our mother, we'll start to use it just to make her upset and just to try to prove a point to her. When in reality, by doing that, we have displeased Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have displeased Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have not understood the circumstance that Allah put us in. We have not understood the maqam that Allah ta'ala has given our parents. And as a result of it, rather than our intention was good, it was to please Allah, to serve this deen, to become close to Allah and to follow the Prophet sallallahu But in reality, if anything, we have sinned and we haven't been rewarded. Another example. There's an event in the masjid. And you really want to attend that event in the masjid. And your parents, because of some other issue, maybe they want you to do your homework, maybe they want you to focus on some other task that they have assigned. Or maybe they just, for some reason, they don't want you to go. And so then you throw a fit in the house. And say, what, what are you thinking? How would you know? This is important to me. I want to become close to Allah. This is something that you're stopping me from doing. When in reality, in listening to our parents, it wasn't that they were stopping us from a fard or from a wajib. They were just stopping us from something that perhaps they didn't like. And we make a big scene out of it. We yell at them, we scream at them. In the process of trying to complete one sunnah, which is to come to the masjid for a particular thing. In that process, we commit five different sins by disobeying our parents. Five different, five different times we disobey our parents just because of that one thing that we were trying to do to please Allah. And yet, ultimately, what did we earn? The displeasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rather than taking advantage, you know, the complaint is that my parents aren't letting me make progress in my deen. How, did, are your parents interfering with how you interact with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your room? Have you woken up for tahajjud every single morning and prayed, and prayed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? No, right? But would your parents ever resist that? No. Are your parents physically stopping you from praying inside your bedroom? No. They can't, they won't do that. But because there are certain things that we want to be a part of, we think that this is the only way that we're going to gain Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we rebel and we revolt and make a big scene and we yell and we scream and in the process of maybe trying to fulfill one nafil or one sunnah, we break ten rules of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we disobey our parents. The way by which a person becomes close to Allah Ta'ala is by obeying and serving their parents. Right, if there's something that's a fard or a wajib, that a parent is preventing a child from doing, that's the only circumstance in which case you could disobey your parent. But those are so few and far in between. So if your parent is physically restraining you and resisting you from praying your salah, then that's a different story. But most of us don't have that. That was the time of Bilal radiallahu anhu, and Musa ibn Umar radiallahu anhu, and, uh, and Zubair ibn al-Awwam radiallahu anhu. But we don't have that now. Alhamdulillah, for the most part, we have parents that love us, that care about us. And it's important for those of us in particular that are striving in deen, that if we want to be successful in deen, if we want to earn the pleasure of Allah, then it is through our parents. It is through our parents. Jannah lies at the feet of our mother. We should respect the ground that our parents walk upon. Because this is the way we gain Allah. The Prophet ﷺ said in a hadith that, to me it's frightening in a way. He said, رِضَ الرَّبِّ فِي رِضَ الْوَالِدِ وَسَخَطُ الرَّبِّ فِي سَخَطِ الْوَالِدِ That the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lies in the pleasure of the father. And the displeasure of Allah, the سَخَطُ الرَّبِّ 
the displeasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lies in the displeasure of the father. If you want to earn Allah's pleasure, earn the pleasure of your father. If you want to earn Allah's displeasure, then earn the displeasure of your father. We have to understand this principle. And in particular, we're talking about this on the last night that we're going to gather because I feel that this is perhaps the most important thing we can talk about. Allah has given us parents. We have to honor them. We have to respect them. We have to obey them. We have to love them. Even if they give us a little bit of difficulty, it doesn't matter. Even if we think that we have the most wretched parents on the planet, even if that is our thought, and perhaps some people do, you probably don't, but let's say, even if you have the most wretched parents on the planet, ultimately, when you weren't alive and Allah Ta'ala was looking for a way to bring you into this life so you could taste the benefits of this world and ultimately the benefits of Jannah and the, Jannah and the hereafter, He provided those two parents as a means of entering you into this world. And even if there's not a single good thing our parent did to us afterward, that is enough for us to respect and honor our parents. When we didn't have an opportunity to enter into this world, Allah Ta'ala chose those two individuals for us. Allah Ta'ala chose those two individuals for us. So those of us that are striving in deen, that are aiming to get close to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, we have to understand this. We can't try to circumvent our parents, we can't try to disobey them in, with, with the intent that we're getting close to Allah and that we're following the Sunnah of the Prophet They are the conduit to our benefit. And by earning the pleasure of our parents, we'll earn the pleasure of Allah. The dua of a mother will not compare to the dua of anyone. The dua of a mother, Allah Ta'ala readily accepts. Imagine the dua of a mother for that child that she loves and she cares about. And she speaks from her own heart, or she makes that and supplicates from her heart. How easily accepted that dua will be. That the happiness and pleasure of the Lord lies in the happiness and pleasure of the Father. And the displeasure of the Lord lies in the displeasure of the Father. The maqam, the, the place, the status that Allah Ta'ala has given our parents, we don't understand. We should put them on a pedestal. We should honor them and obey them. And we should make tremendous dua for them. And in the event that we face a little bit of difficulty and resistance from them, we should recognize that in that opportunity, what's the best thing for me to do? And based off of that circumstance, we do what's best. And it is through that and only through that that we'll be able to earn Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pleasure and ultimately be able to earn our Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to recognize the importance of our parents in our lives. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq to never disobey them and never speak an evil word to them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us of our sins in the past. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive the sins and mistakes of our parents, overlook their mistakes, and grant them paradise. Wa akhirah da'wana, alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen.